Hey everyone and welcome to The Advocado, a podcast creating a conversation around the intersections of faith, justice and action. We're your hosts, Anna Wooding and Lydia Cotton. This is our second series, so we're really excited to hear from more young adults embracing the call to put their faith into action and say no to injustice. We are talking to people who are living out their faith and seeking change as campaigners and activists. Here at Christian Aid, we want to hear about your stories and what you're getting up to and be encouraged by the power of this generation. We hope you enjoy the episodes and are interested in the people that we talk to just as much as us. Hi everyone, thanks so much for listening. So this episode we have Naomi with us for a chat. Naomi is one of the leaders of the Red Letter Christians movement here in the UK, which encourages individuals, churches and communities to live for Jesus and justice. She is a scientist, a community worker and nature lover and is passionate about all types of inclusion. So hi Naomi, so nice to have you. Hi. I mean, that introduction gave a little bit of a feel for what you're about and what you're passionate about. But can you give us a bit of an intro, like in your own words? And yeah, just tell us a bit about yourself. Yeah, sure. Um, So, yeah, that covered kind of the the main the main things. But um, yeah, I'll I'll throw in there that, yeah, I'm a scientist. um, I'm completing my PhD at the moment in um, science and health are things that I'm really, really passionate about. Um, and th- obviously that's such a major thing at the moment uh, living through the pandemic like it just brings out the connection between our health and justice and society um, and you know for me the the passion of those things being connected and respecting the relationships between all these different things like that's that's a massive thing um, so it all kind of feeds for me it all kind of feeds into each other like my love of um, health and that feeds into you know fighting for justice in terms of housing in terms of the environment you know that feeds into my love of nature like all of these things are connected um and yeah I just love talking about it I love working with it I love working with people who are passionate about it um and that's yeah why I really enjoy doing what what I do yeah that's really cool and I think it's good to not kind of put justice or what we're doing in a box of it has to look like this I think it does always link to other passions and that actually makes it more like fruitful and cool because you're bringing in loads of different things that you've experienced into your heart and making it a lifestyle so that's really awesome so before your PhD were you at university and if so what did you study like what came before the PhD yeah so um, I went to the University of Birmingham which I'm still I'm still at they can't get rid of me um and I studied sports science and material science um as a joint honours so yeah again um I've that's where I kind of like started again feeding my love of science and and what led me to want to do a PhD alongside kind of the the justice work the community work um and I don't yeah I don't see them necessarily as different but they are different areas they're completely different worlds sometimes um but I my hope is that both of them feed positive stuff back in into the world and in into society so yeah I, I feel incredibly blessed to be able to do both yeah that does sound amazing and like an amazing balance but also sounds like your life is pretty full at the moment um so <laughs> alongside your PhD what else yeah are you up to at the moment yeah so um I'm as the kind of intro said, I'm one of the leaders of um, the Red Letter Christians movement over here in the UK. 
Um, so we're part of a, a small team that is really pushing to connect with just people who really that that sparks something like the idea that you know what Jesus said as it's highlighted in some Bibles by by those red letters kind of that's what that means um that is a real calling to us today to live for justice like you know if you if you really look at at what Jesus thought was important and important enough to say important enough to focus on like that's a real calling to us as Christians is how we live how we connect with people around us how we connect with our communities um and so we're just really looking to encourage people in that um and that comes up in so many different ways like I'm so inspired by all the people I get to speak to um and all the different ways that they approach this um yeah it's just been amazing to connect with people who are just really passionate about seeing like love be fed into community and and being brought up and grown um yeah it's it's just a really incredible thing to see um and on the on the side of that it's it's great to kind of bring us all together to fight for bigger things you know things that are on our hearts and minds um so for example this year we're looking at um people who've been impacted by the no recourse to public funds policy um that's something that just kept coming up in our conversations as as something that's you know deeply impacting the heart of all these different communities nationwide um and so you know we we decided to look to see what we could collectively do to bring some light into that situation, to kind of push back on the injustice that people experience in that situation. Um, and that's become this campaign where we're looking to actually cancel the debt of, of people who've been charged for healthcare services or for um, accommodation whilst they're either waiting for asylum decisions or maybe they've been undocumented. But people who are really vulnerable, um, especially during the pandemic, let alone any other kind of time, um, so that's something that, you know, we found a real kind of harmony in terms of how people want to respond to this. Um, and that's, yeah, that's been really encouraging. And, and just seeing the different kind of, yeah, expressions of that um, nationwide has, has been really cool. Um, I was just wondering, cause you said like um, that this issue kept coming up a lot and um, yeah, kept sort of. I don't know, coming up in your conversations or coming up in the news or the media. Um, I guess that's my question. Like, how do you as a kind of group and a network decide what you campaign on? Um, yeah, how do you kind of... Because I'm sure as sort of Christian campaigners, there's going to be such a wide range of things that people are passionate about. Um, so, yeah, how did you kind of settle on that as your campaigning issue? Yeah, absolutely. There's, you know, there's a million things that we could point at and say... We need to kind of shed light on that situation and, and we need to, you know, build back better in, in that way. Um, this this came up because I think it just sits at the intersection of a lot of vulnerabilities um, that we see in communities or in, in individual circumstances. Like, you know, unfortunately, there's a huge role that racism plays in this. You know, it isn't, you know, majority white people who experience the worst of these policies. Um and when you look at that from a healthcare perspective, again, you know, it reinforces that unfortunately there is a racial disparity in, in people's experience of accessing healthcare um, and accessing other systems that are in place that are supposed to support people. Um, and then, you know, in the case of people with no recourse, they don't have access to that safety net or, you know, there's an intentional culture created around them that feels hostile. And we, we call that the hostile environment. Um, which yeah it means it means that people do lose out people are pushed into more and more vulnerable situations um, 
and that was what you know the community groups that we we work with the individuals we work with that's what they were picking up on is that we we were seeing an, an increased vulnerability amongst people who experience this in our community um and we want to do something about it but it feels like this massive structural thing you know and without a collective voice it can it can feel really difficult to push back on kind of national policy and also that you know there's a cultural thing in this unfortunately as well you know there is a culture of unwelcome um in some parts and and in some communities towards um people who have migrated here um no matter what the circumstances were that that led to that um and that's not necessarily driven by good things that's driven driven by fear um and so we want to speak back into that as well um especially when people make claims of you know England in particular being a Christian country you know I feel like we have a responsibility as Christians to say well if that were to be true actually we think it would look a bit different (laughs) you know it looks like we would welcome the stranger we would feed the hungry and and so you know it's um finding our place within some amazing movements that are already happening like this you know we're by no means the first to touch on this um there are incredible organizations like um the patients not passports coalition um who work together to to legally challenge some of these policies um, and we're huge supporters of that kind of work um but where we found that we sit is that you know we're small um we're dynamic we're very kind of grassroots led um and so it means that we can kind of push back in a in a slightly different way and for us that's meant you know looking at how we can release individuals from the burden of this debt um as well as supporting these national campaigns to change the culture that pushed them into that situation in the first place so yeah i guess um this is a really long-winded way of saying that we we just try and listen to to what's coming up um from from who is in the network we're always looking for more people to be a part of the network um so that you know they what we found is that it's encouraging to people to feel like they're they're not alone like it can feel isolating when you're pushing for this maybe you're one person in an organization maybe you're one little community group in the in an area that that feels like you're on your own um so having that feeling of being part of a a broader scattered community that really cares about this and and really cares about justice um people people have found that really powerful um and i hope that's what we continue to grow yeah we're we're not looking to call anyone out of anything like we're not a new denomination or anything like that is it's just supporting people where they're at and saying yeah i think i you know i think we've got some common ground here and and we care about the same stuff so let's see what we can do together yeah in terms of your campaign how did you work out kind of what your I guess like what your theory of change was going to be like how did you kind of work out whether you were going to address that sort of immediate need of individuals in terms of cancelling yeah individual debt like you were saying or bigger like systematic change in policy and yeah maybe more like a government level um how did you kind of work that through and yeah how are you doing that at the moment yeah so it was about where we added value to the work that was already going on you know we we didn't feel like we were in the position to create a legal challenge not legal experts um, and as much as we support that and we think that's really, really important, it wasn't where we could add anything really to to the conversation. Um, but when we were speaking to the kinds of organisations that are really leading on that front, um, something really interesting that came up was that 
you know, Christian groups are often willing to be more radical and often willing to be more kind of out there in their responses to things and really challenge things in a radical way. And, and I kind of really liked that we had that reputation. That was really encouraging to me that actually among people who are who are activists in every sense of the word, like, you know, Christians have a reputation for being you know, out there and, and really pushing back. And, and that was really encouraging for me. And so I guess we just thought on that and and we were inspired. You know, we, we try and tie in the idea of, of being prophetic and especially prophetic art um, into what we do. So when we led um, Knife Crime with our campaign last year, what we kind of came up with was creating sculptures out of um, knives that had been surrendered and that fed into conversations in communities um, where that had been a huge issue. It led to a time and a space being created for people to really grieve the violence that had that had been occurring in, in communities, um, especially among young people. And that was a really, really powerful thing. And so, you know, we recognise our own limits in the sense that we we can't single-handedly completely change this policy when we're looking at you know this this specific issue um around the healthcare charging we can see what it means for for individuals to be released from that um and that was what we thought we could add to this um and we were inspired by a group of kind of activists and artists um who did something similar uh, it's called the Walthamstow Bank Job is their their like project um, and they raised money and managed to cancel £1.2 million worth of bad debt um, from kind of predatory debt collectors. Um, and we were just inspired by that. We were like, what an amazing... It, it really like echoed of the principle of Jubilee that you see in the Bible. And we were like, that's what we want to draw on. We want to cancel the debt of people who, you know, who are extremely vulnerable, whilst we also support you know long-term change because we do think it, it goes hand in we don't want to just keep cancelling the debt of people <laughs> if they're just going to keep getting charged and keep being treated badly like that's that's by no means what what we're after um so yeah it was just about adding value to to what's already out there adding our voice in a way that was distinctive um and like I've kind of already said you know we feel like our calling is to speak back when people use the idea of being a, a you know quote unquote Christian nation or or whatever to be anti migration you know or racist essentially you know we want to push back on that and we feel it's our responsibility as people who also share you know the idea of being Christian we want to push back on that and say no that's not you know not in our name um not in God's name that's that's wrong you're saying so many fantastic things I want to just like talk about all of them um first of all did not know that Red Letter Christians was based off in the Bible, Jesus' words being read. Like, that's really cool. Uh, I had a Bible like that when I was younger, so it makes me feel a bit, like, nostalgic. But that's, like, really exciting, everything you're doing, and I think it's really great to realise, like, what you can do and what's out of your remit or out of, I guess, your skill set or your experience, because I think otherwise we'll try and do everything, and then when we can't do it, we burn out, and then we feel really guilty about that. But actually just sticking to, like, either our God-given calling or what we've been gifted in or just the communities that we're part of that really can make a difference like I think it's really encouraging to hear you be quite like strategic in how you're doing that and quite wise and then to see yeah a lot of success and a lot of ideas flowing out of that is really awesome we are in such a time as always really where we get to challenge like even church institutions like Jesus definitely went against the Pharisees when they're being too legalistic so it's really awesome to hear you you know want to stay to really true to Jesus character and 
so say if someone's listening and they think, oh, wow, like, how did she get involved in all of this? She's now challenging systemic injustice and feeding things. And it may be a kind of small organization, but she's in this amazing network. How how was that journey for you personally? Was it that you were, you know, passionate about healthcare and justice issues and being anti-racist? So you kept going along that line or how did you kind of fall into all of this? Yeah, I I guess I reached a point where, you know, I've always grown up in church. Um, I'm really appreciative of, of that upbringing. But I reached a point where I think, you know, I was, I, I was, I've always been someone who questions kind of rules for the sake of rules. And I've always kind of pushed back on um, anything that like suppresses how how people can question like I I think encouraging curiosity in people is really really important and I think you know Jesus when he's like you know blessed are the children and and things like that and I think that natural curiosity is something that you know faith should bring out in people and so I guess when I encountered within the church um you know sometimes there was a, a bit of opposition to that um and you know I used to be a bit kind of cheeky and um you know I went through you know kind of moody teenager phase and I didn't want anything to do with it and I wanted to be really rebellious and and I think what I realized is actually that's that's not a bad thing but it needs to be challenged in a compassionate way and we need to be fueled by compassion and not just you know a love of anarchy <laughs> um you know we need to we need to have a love of of people of each other of our environment of god and that should be what fuels our questioning and our challenges and i think um yeah i i had the privilege of yeah i had so many opportunities growing up and i had incredibly privileged upbringing and you know i was also surrounded by people who didn't have those same opportunities and it was just like you know why <laughs> what you know, why is there such a disparity between people's experiences um you know even people who can live on the same street who can be part of the same family you know they can experience life completely differently and i guess i i wanted to push back on the idea that it was somehow earned um you know i didn't i didn't feel like i'd done anything to earn a, a higher kind of privilege than than anyone else um and so yeah just all of this kind of you know fed into my natural disposition I guess to to question stuff and and to challenge stuff um and then as I kind of came into my faith and really got to know Jesus through you know the bible and through I was like oh there this is encouraged here as well like you know Jesus challenged things Jesus didn't you know abide by the status quo but he was you know, still immersed in his tradition, like he was still absolutely Jewish, he was absolutely like lived by the law, but he did it in a way that was like, that was rooted in love, it was rooted in compassion and it was brought out the truth in that rather than just the, you know, the history. And so I guess, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I feel challenged to to kind of do the same thing I mean <laughs> that's you know a massive completely lofty goal that none of us are ever going to achieve but that principle of just you know challenging what needs to be challenged really good like yeah I think it definitely just gives like such a good insight into like your background and like what you're passionate about and then how yeah how did all of that then come into being involved in Red Letter previously we talked about the movement started in the US yeah how did you sort of get involved in that after I kind of came to university um I started being involved in church but I was really missing that that community feel I really wanted to to get involved in something that 
felt like you know it was it had a community but also felt like it was challenging injustice and so I met you know some some people who were doing some really really cool stuff in in Winston Green in Birmingham and was just like really interested in getting involved and I think this is where I kind of realized you know I <laughs> I always wanted to be like a really kind of like radical activist kind of type and then what I realized that actually what I'm really good at is just like paperwork <laughs> and admin and like structuring things and planning things and you know it's 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 been quite comforting to know that there's room for that yeah in these movements like we need all different types of people and all different types of skill sets and some people are those like really artistic like amazing radical like out there people and then there's people like me who are just really good at making risk assessments <laughs> um and we need we need both um and so basically yeah the people I worked with picked up on that that's my skill set um that I'm good at putting kind of like structure behind things um and they asked me um to be involved so Shane and, and Shane Claiborne and Tony Campolo um who started the movement in the US had been interested uh, to see if anyone would want to do something similar in the UK and Ash Barker who I was working with was kind of taking that on um as well as a million other things at the same time um and so it kind of became my thing mine and, and Danielle who um I kind of co-CEO with and we really just got our teeth into it um and really enjoyed growing it and, and building those relationships and so earlier this year we said look we'll you know we'll take this on we'll lead on this um and you know we got really positive kind of yeah affirmation of that from from the people in the network so it's been really exciting just to to see it grow like we're still we're still really young um and we're really keen you know not to just replicate what others are doing like we're not here to to kind of try and squeeze ourselves into a very kind of crowded space like there are ama like amazing groups doing really really good things or even we're not saying that you know we're we're adding something necessarily that that isn't already there we're just you know a different a, a different network and so like I said we're not calling anyone out of anything um we're just finding that collective voice um and that you know shared principle and shared aspirations um and and that's been really interesting and really good that's awesome and I I love what you said about um like the you wanted to you were like really wanted to be a radical activist and then you're like actually I'm just really good at this part of it <laughs> like the I'm sure you're great at other stuff too but like yeah you've got a real gift in the sort of more like admin and um sort of strategy side maybe and it just reminded me I don't know if you've heard Sarah Corbett she is she has like a book called The Craftivist she does a lot of craftivism and she speaks about like it's a very similar thing that she was like really really passionate about activism and campaigning but her kind of more introverted nature like she found it really hard to sort of bring the two together um and that's how she like got into craftivism because it was like a much more like gentle and quiet way to kind of create change so I think like that's a massive encouragement for anybody um who thinks like oh I can't like going out in a protest in a big crowd like isn't for me or this yeah this kind of stereotypical view of campaigning and activism isn't for me but like there's so many parts of it that you know we need everybody like the body of Christ like yeah you need all gifts and skills so um yeah I think that's like super encouraging and um so important for people to remember for sure I think there's also a lot of pressure to be like the next big thing but I don't think that's what like as Lydia was saying about being the body of Christ I think part is like working in synergy and then seeing the beauty of that like being all connected together and united 
because yeah otherwise it's too much pressure and we can't perform to it so yeah it's just really great to see you like authentically just keeping pushing for what like you want to do and what you can do um and yeah like the joy that comes in that as well that you do just love risk assessments which I don't know if everyone does who's listening but it's really great because like it's a necessary part of campaigning so we run our prophetic activist scheme which engages uh, 18 to 30 year old young adults so 25 of them in a year of campaigning and activism and you clearly already have a lot of experience in that and a lot of kind of training and interest but I do remember you saying that you were interested in applying for hours so just inside scoop like how come yeah you'd want to apply to ours yeah it just looked really good um like I said I, I'm really kind of passionate about environmental issues as well um and you know I I'm always looking for ways to connect with people and just to learn more like I'm not traditionally trained I don't know if you can be traditionally trained in in activism or campaigning or but um yeah I I think I was I was just looking to to learn from more people like I'm I'm always looking to learn um new ways of doing things um and so yeah I was just really interested in in seeing if um I could yeah learn learn from you guys and and what you were offering through the scheme um ended up just I didn't have enough time (laughs) and got really involved in in red letters um but I just think it's really good to be encouraging um especially young people of faith to take that next step to you know to turn their passion into into action um and so think you know anything that allows them to do that in a way that allows them to really grow uh, really learn more about themselves and also kind of their place in in movements and in in justice movements especially um it's yeah really good and well done for <laughs> for putting that together a really good program it looks like thanks yeah we're really excited about it it's been a great it's been a great year so far and um this has a campaign win last week which is really exciting and you guys partner with another scheme which is quite similar called the change makers so yeah what is that about yeah so it basically grew out of a desire um to just see people with lived experience people um who have you know first-hand experience of these justice issues to be leading the way in in changing them um and yeah so we're a few years in now we've got an amazing community of um alumni who who support each other and have some amazing projects that have have grown out of the scheme yeah it was just about you know we uh, a lot of the people um within the red letters network and and our partners um kind of buy into the idea of asset-based community development so you know seeing people who are within a community find you know their own strength and their power to change things um and yeah that's that's basically what that course is is rooted in it's you know that actually by being the experts by experience um the people who come to the scheme um have the tools already to to make change within their communities they just need the support to do it um like any of us do so yeah, it's been really amazing to kind of hear people's stories and, and get to know some incredible people um, through that and just be inspired by the stuff that they do. Like um, some of these people have gone and really transformed their their local community through the projects that they've, they've come up with. Um, and it's because they have that really deep understanding of actually what it's like to be in that situation, what, um, you know, the assets and the problems in the community are. Um, you know, they understand that better than anyone could and I think that's you know that's something that's been really important for me to learn moving on and and working on uh working with red let Christians is actually that you know I feel like especially with my skill set as well 
Um, I want to be a facilitator. I want to be someone who empowers other people to speak, who who amplifies the voices of marginalised people, you know, and, and and not making it about me. And you know, we that's that's always the. I think yeah, we touched a little bit on there being like you want to be the next big thing kind of thing, and I think you know it's it's learning that actually that's just not the right place for me to be like I don't uh, we don't need another white face <laughs> of a of a movement you know I'm I've come with so much privilege to this and I want to use that to you know empower train strengthen other people and their voices and ideas um and so yeah it's it's rooted in that basically that that it's people who've got the first hand experience who know best how to create change and, and lasting change that's so too and definitely really important to be aware of what's going on with power as well when we're part of organizations like who's the one who's speaking the most and should that be it like do they have the most experience so thank you for raising that again it's good to always just yeah be kept accountable to that in whatever justice work or campaigning we're doing so you have given an amazing kind of yeah insight presentation on red letter christians and what they're about so if someone does want to get more involved or where should they go and what are you up to at the moment that they could get stuck into definitely yeah so we're we're kind of most active i'd say on facebook so um you can find us at red letter christians uk and we also have a website which is www.redletterchristians.org.uk and everything that we're kind of up to will always be posted on there. At the moment, we're preparing for our online retreat in January. So signups are still open for that. Um, we'd love for anyone to join. There is a suggested donation, but we don't want uh, finances to ever be a barrier to anyone taking part. So um, anyone and everyone can come along. Um, we're hoping it's a space to kind of ease into the new year um, and hear from some really inspirational people as well. Um and yeah, we're, we're still kind of building on our campaign. So our crowdfunder is still open if people want to help us um, cancel some more debt. Um, if they'd be interested in um, maybe hosting an event within their community, looking at how they can champion kind of uh, the rights of people with no recourse, um, then we'll be putting out some more information about that in the new year as well. Um, and yeah, we just love anyone to, to come along and, and see what we're up to. Awesome. That sounds super exciting. And for anyone listening, we'll make sure we put any links like in the description notes. So yeah, do check that out. Sounds awesome what you guys are getting up to. And yeah, absolutely like brilliant way to put our faith into action and to really kind of stand up for what we believe in and what Jesus is about. So yeah, that sounds fantastic. Big question. You have kind of touched on it, but what do you want to see more young adults doing when it comes to justice? Mm. What do you think the future is? I just think that, yeah, we need to be working together. We need to be building, you know, um, diverse, inclusive, collective movements um, that really inspire hope. Um, I think, you know, it's really easy to know what we're against and that's really important. Um, But there's also a, a I think are calling on us to have that prophetic imagination you know to inspire what actually is to come and and the transformation that we want to see um for the better as well you know to to really allow people to have that hope um and yeah and I think you know it's there's a lot there's a lot to be angry about but I think harnessing that is important um and turning that into action um and I think it's something that actually young people are really really good at so I think anything that encourages us not to lose that 
um, is is really really good. Um, you know, I hope that I'm this <laughs> passionate um, as I as I get older um, and as you know I get more tired. <laughs> um, but I think yeah, it's you know. Um, it, I I kind of push back against the idea that you know you spend your first you know have a 20 30 years learning and then you spend 20 30 years you know building something and then you spend 20 years you know just like consulting or leading or you know that leadership only comes in like the later stages of your life I think you know young people have a calling to lead now as well um because we're the people who are going to be affected by the decisions that are made now um, so I think, yeah, just get involved, use your voice. Yeah, be be gracious with each other. Like we we will make mistakes and we will do things imperfectly. But um, as long as we keep trying to do better and trying to do good, I think that's really, really encouraging. And I'm really encouraged by, by the stuff that's that's going on. Amazing. Yeah, it's fantastic. And me and Anna work with like young adults all the time that are like so passionate and really want to see a change and like same for you I'm sure so it is yeah just really inspiring and really like energizing to just like keep going even when it's hard even when we're filling out forms and doing all of that stuff which I don't find particularly easy but yeah all of that stuff is so important as well and yeah just need to be reminded of that so yeah thank you so much for chatting with us today it's been yeah it's been awesome no worries at all thank you so much for having me Thanks for listening to The Advocado. The Advocado is produced by the Christian Aid Collective and presented by Anna Wooding and Lydia Cotton. If you want to get in touch, follow us on at the CA Collective. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave us a five-star review as it helps other people to find us. See you next time for another episode of The Advocado.